listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey. Okay, if anybody else is feeling like I am this early January, besides the chaos in the world, is also the other chaos in your mind is to get motivated to work out. Now, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but the quarantine 15 is creeping up. Lots of my friends have been complaining about having to wear anything with elastic around their waist and about under boob that wasn't specifically purposely supposed to be there. But at the same time, we love athleisure wear. We can only get by so long with that, right? Hence my you know, my athletic fit I'm wearing today, but I'm wearing this specifically because I have a guest on today that I'm very excited to talk to because I'm a fan of his motivation. I love his swag. And I don't know, he's just popping with energy all the time. Welcome to our show, Mr. Cody Rigsby. Hi, Cody. Hi, how are you? I'm so good. So Cody, I mean, you're killing it in the arena of fitness, but you take it a step further because you're motivating, you're loving, and you're also very outspoken about your individuality and about your lifestyle and and being gay and being um a person who respects the non-binary world of how we, you know, how we how we look at one another. There's so many aspects to you that I feel like I learn so much from your page besides falling in love with you more and more each time I see a post. And I think that that's the number one way we should fall in love with our fitness instructors, but unfortunately that's not the case. I come from a world where when I go into any class where I'm about to be, you know, smacked into the motivation world, I'm either getting checked at a little bit, yelled at a lot, um, forced to do things I'm not happy with. So I think that your big fan following is because you have a very loving lifestyle approach that's humanizing to Thank why you. we like to work out. So talk to me about how you even became Cody Rigsby. Like what, what, wow. when you jumped on your Instagram, what got you to start noticing your fan following and what kept you to build your brand? Well, you know, I think it. Uh, whenever I tell someone to, when they're starting either social media or starting to kind of build their brand, I think it always comes with trial and error. I think you have to figure out a who you are as an individual, then and then figure out who you are as a person in an outward space. But what I've always been rooted in and what what works for me and what feels authentic is authenticity. It's being myself. It's telling it's telling the stories that are real to me without filter, without shame, without regret and giving it to people real and raw. And I think that when people hear those stories, they can completely relate to them and they are like oh I've lived that experience too and I totally know what you're talking about so for me it's all about authenticity it's about being vulnerable being raw no shame no regret and giving it to people 100. Absolutely so the reason why I'm having you on this show is because my fam which are my fans out there I call them my fam because I just feel like you guys have taken me through so much and have supported me in so many ways that you're much more than just like fans who want an autograph you guys are family who really share with me your woes. We, we, we thrive together. We, we get through things together. And part of that is getting motivated to work out. Now, how I found Cody is not because I was actually looking for a motivational fitness instructor. Far from that. It's actually a funny story. So my best friend, Shelly, her birthday was coming up. And she is one of those people who are complaining about getting in shape. She's got every jump rope and elastic band you can think of at her house. 
But you know, you wear those thin after a while and you get bored of your self workouts. You can only hold up your phone so many times before it's like falling off of your setup in order to try to stay motivated and get the cardio in that you need. So her birthday came up and we were like, what are we going to get this bitch? <laughs> and somebody came up with the idea of getting her a Peloton. And to be very honest with you, I hadn't heard about it except for the one girl chat we had on the reel where we talked about the Peloton and how crazy it was that people were actually putting stationary bikes back into their houses. Because for me, in my house, it was the thing that got the most dust. Uh. That it we got the most dust. It never, I don't even know why we bought it. And every friend of mine, I've never seen them on it either. So I was like, what does the Peloton have that's making people actually want one in their home? And actually to the point that it's made it to girl chat and that it's become the, it's become the Rolls Royce of working <laughs> out. It's become like, you're not going to have an, you know, an uh, unfamiliar name in your house. You say you have the Peloton and everybody already knows you either have money or you have a great boo who bought you one, or you really care about your workout because you're serious about it. You're not getting a waist trainer. You're getting a Peloton. Like it's a big difference, you know? So we ordered one for Shelly and I could not believe that we, we all kind of, you know, went into a group little pot for it and ordered it. And I was like, told, Hey guys, when we show up for her birthday, we're going to give her a piece of paper that says she got a Peloton because it's on an eight week, eight week hold, like a, you know, a back order, whatever uh -huh. they call it. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This bike is on that demand that I'm giving my friend after I put in that much money, a, 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 a piece of paper. Yes, and, and there it was. So we gave her the piece of paper. When the thing came, you would have thought I gave her a newborn, beautiful child that had <laughs> blue eyes, Asian silky black hair, all, you know, great eyebrows, like the perfect child you would, you would want with an IQ of like more than Einstein. And I was like, and she was quite, I didn't know that you guys love me this much. And I guess you guys got me. And I was like, wow, this Peloton is everything. So from that, somehow I started to look on, in, on Instagram about the Peloton world and uh -huh. I found you. And then I fell in love with you, not only because you are living the Peloton life as a Peloton fitness instructor, but you also have this phenomenal personality that like makes people excited to work out because if anything, they're going to laugh with you, even though they're begrudgingly going through it. So why is the Peloton so beloved? What do you think it is that made everybody all of a sudden bring that dusty bike into their world and believe it to be the next, the next coming of Jesus? <laughs> well, we definitely upgraded with technology, that dusty version of a bike. So that's first and foremost. But I think what people are drawn to are the instructors, not only myself, but my amazing colleagues of almost 35 instructors within like, you know, four different countries. Um, and it's, it's, it's bringing that boutique fitness experience, something that you, that you usually go to and really putting that into people's homes with amazing music, with effective programming. And it's like, it comes back to what we were talking about social media. It's about that vulnerability. It's about that sharing that raw, that rawness of who you are. But also like, for me, it's also about having fun and being silly and being fun and flirty. And like, I want people to feel like they're having a night out with me. And I think that in, in is essential in this time and era that we're living in is like feeling like you have someone to go out with, even though you don't have someone to go out with, you know? Mm, I see. So when you 
teach, especially during this time of COVID, what, how are you reaching out to people and motivating people? Well, you know, um, A, I think it's, it's sharing that same experience of saying like, hey, I'm with you. There are days that I feel really unmotivated. There, there are days that I'm feeling like situational depression. Like, you know, it, no matter how good you have it or how bad you have it, there's these moments that we're all sharing. We're like watching the world burn. We're stuck in our homes. We're having all of these emotions come up. So yeah. I think it's A, sh- sharing that. And then... Um, tapping into my resilience. Like I've, I've persevered through a lot of things. I have the strength. I have the, I have that resilience and I want to prove to everyone that takes a class with me that they, that they have that resilience in them. They have to tap into it. They have to believe in it and they have to use that to get through the, the sticky situations. Do you think that that's the main way to get ourselves charged up to, like let's okay let's just start bare bones right you get up out of bed you already don't you're not feeling it yeah you feel fat maybe you're leth- you know you're very lethargic and tired because of what you ate the night before but the peloton's looking at you and you already feel like because you put such a great investment into it you've got to get on it so immediately take me through your mind that changes from dragging yourself out of bed to hopping on that bike and really like Boop, 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 pressing in the buttons and getting yourself the best hour workout you can or 30 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it is. But how do you even get yourself from A to B? Well, A to B is not a instant kind of thing. And you're going to have to hit those slumps. But I think a my motto for 2021 right now is listening to and accepting hard truths. And so the hard truth is you got to do the work. You got to you got to get up. You got to get on. You got to get on the bike or you got to get into your workout. So that's the hard truth. And it may not be something that's super fun at at first. Um, So when you're starting, I think it's really important, A, to start with small goals. If if a 45-minute ride sounds daunting or scary, or even a 30-minute workout sounds really scary, start with 10, start with 15, start with 20, and maybe just start to put that into your routine two to four times a week like let's 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 commit there so let's start really small and then what's too small just so so just so my fans get this like what is there a too small I think I think what's a good baseline to like push yourself to I think if you're starting from zero I think that you could do you can do 10 minutes you can do at least 10 minutes you can do 10 minutes that's doable yeah that's doable but I think that you'll I think once you start to fall in love with something or you start to, you start to see the benefit um, mentally, emotionally, physically, then you're going to start building on top of So you got to start a baseline, but then you have to build on top of that goal. So maybe weeks, you know, two, two to three, you're doing 10 minutes, but then by the end of the month, you're like, okay, bitch, I'm going to do, I'm going to do 20 minutes. I'm going to do 30 minutes. Like I got this, you know? So I think it's about starting, starting with something that that is achievable. And then also like finding something that brings you joy, like on the Peloton platform, obviously I teach cycling, but there's also dance cardio. That's really fun. If you just want to shake your tits and have fun, there's strength workouts, there's yoga, there's meditation. So find stuff that brings you joy that, and, and music that brings you joy and instructor that brings you joy. It's really about finding that inspiration and those little bits and pieces will start to build, you know? Wait, that's really interesting. I I love that you Find things that bring you joy. It's like the it's like the workout version of Marie Kondo. That's so good yeah. because 
for me, the things that bring me joy. Okay, guys, this is going to be really superficial, but just like roll with me here, right? Oh. So I came from a world of, of, when it comes to fitness, I came from a world of awakening to the fact that I was depriving myself of the nutrients and the fitness needs that I should have. So I came from a world of extra, extra cardio, losing as much weight as possible, looking as skinny as possible and not eating carbs. So I found myself to actually have a, a, a body dysmorphia and a disorder with eating. That was like two and a half years ago, maybe three. So cut to, I realized I need to have a new relationship with food. So I need to look at what supplements me so that I not, you know, sitting here bent over in my late fifties, not able to like get a good twerk, like make the stallion. I want to like be resilient. I want to be bouncy. I want to be flourishing. I want my skin to glow. Um, and I felt very weak and I felt very frail to be really honest. So I started to learn a new relationship with food and get excited about eating carbs and eating the right type of carbs to make myself feel energetic. So that was step one. So now the pounds are coming on and now I'm gaining. Okay, well, now I got to go move. And I feel like it's a Tetris game where you got to start moving the, the weight gain into areas you want. Like it's cool to have a booty, but look, we also don't want the belly. We don't want the fupa. We want to like move everything around, right? So I started to learn how to work out, but getting motivated to work out was very hard, especially when it feels so unmotivating to see how far you have to get. To, you have to work to get there, to get my waist slimmer and to get my, my thighs as, you know, muscular as, as I want them to look and all these things that you get excited about. So for me, the things that brought me joy was number one music and looking cute. I know that sounds so weird, but looking cute. I didn't feel happy if I was wearing an old tattered looking outfit and walking in the gym and just feeling like, Oh, I hate looking at myself in the mirror. So I actually started to invest in good workout gear. Doesn't have to be expensive. You can also go to Target and get some of these things. And I also, you know, a lot of my stuff is from Fabletics because they just have cute sets that you don't have to think. It's just boom, it matches, it's together. And when I saw myself coming into the gym, even if I had a little tub around my belly or even if I felt like that arm fat, you know, was hanging in places I didn't want, seeing it and seeing myself look motivated actually drove me. It made the feeling good, made me do good. And that changed me. Now I've done that for two years. So I've played my own game well. And I think I've, 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 you know, driven it down to the ground. Now I'm like, okay, I need some new motivation. What you just said is something very interesting that I didn't incorporate for me. Going to the gym means burn some calories, build some muscle. Right. But you just said dance cardio, which I'm like, how do you do that on a bike? And then you also said meditation, which I'm like, wait, how do you do that as so, well? And maybe so, not on a bike, but I see what you're saying. You're bringing yeah. in a lifestyle of other options. So it doesn't have to just be picking up that weight or doing that cardio on the bike. So explain to me what you meant with that. Well, I think it's, it's, it's about finding things that, that, that bring you joy. Um, you know, the Peloton platform, we have a bike hardware, you can take spin classes, but then we have an app. So you can take strength classes. You can take, you can take dance cardio where like, you're just vibing to the music, but you're going to get your heart rate up. You're going to be using your muscles in different ways. Um, there's 10 minute core classes that are going to be challenging, but fun. And so if, like you just said, music brings me joy, like I love pop music. So if you go, if you find a class with tons of amazing pop music, that's going to automatically bring you joy because you're like, okay, I got a playlist that I know that is going to be fun that I can sing along to. So there's the joy. 
And then you're at incorporating kind of the harder workout part of it that might be challenging or something that you don't want to do. But at least you have something that's bringing you joy in that space that kind of meets you in the middle of like joy and pain. And like you, you find that happy medium that's going to keep you motivated. And I sandwich. And you sandwich right. and, you, and you put it, you put it there in the middle. But I think you also have to like, think about it as like building habits. Habits sometimes are not fun. Like they kind of are, they can be exciting at first because you're doing something new and putting something into the routine, but it's about building that habit and doing it in the day to day or within the week. Um, and then kind of when that routine might get a little boring or like you don't want to do it, there's something that is to be said about making habits or your workout or uh, sacred in the fact that like, you know that that's going to make you feel fierce and therefore feel fierce and therefore make you feel good. And so making that habit sacred uh, is important so that on those days that you don't feel like doing it, you do you show up you get the work done and you're still loving yourself and respecting yourself because of those habits being sacred. Ooh, I love that. Yes, I like that you're making it a very mental strengthening thing rather than a begrudging chore that we have to get to. We wanna make things fun and we wanna feel fierce and we want the results. At least in, in my, in, in my right. experience, it's like the results will come when you find habits and you, when you find things that make you feel fierce, you know, like if you're searching yes. for that body or, you know, working on something, make the process fun or uh, create a good relationship with that process. And then the results work will come. And also your results or what you want out of the experience might change. It might go from, oh my God, I want to look this way to then creating a relationship with yourself, with the movement, with the exercise and being like, I actually just like the way that I feel. I like the way that my body looks, you know, like I love to see, especially women now moving into uh, strength and being proud of feeling strong and being strong and moving away from like, oh, muscles, that's for boys. And like, I don't want to look like that. Like, no, like do the squats, pick up the weights and like feel fierce being strong, you know? So I think sometimes the results need to be at the end of the equation instead of the deciding factor. And I think they, they live in the same space. That's a very fresh perspective. Okay. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, what I want to talk to you about specifically Cody is individuality and how that shaped you as a fitness instructor. Um, because I think everybody knows that in your bio on your gram, you could have easily just put fitness, fitness instructor and then told us, I don't know how many depths you've reached with, your fitness journey. You could have put us, given us some before and after, and you could have made it really about fitness, but you really blend in who you are as a person and your journey and discovering yourself, which I think is the best motivating factor to getting yourself in the best shape. So let's talk about them when we come back. Welcome back. I'm here with fitness trainer extraordinaire Cody Rigsby, who's got such a fun personality on his gram and has really celebrated who he is as an individual before I even think that you're a fitness instructor. So your page, I really was inspired by it because of how much you pop your personality and how much you talk about your journey as, uh, as a gay man and, and also as a person who's very sensitive to the way we need to look at individuals out there instead of just categorizing them. What, what and, and I have to be very honest in saying, 
that's something new. I'm, I'm also learning to just not kind of, you know, paint people as a guy, a girl, uh, you know, being gay, all these things. What is the, what is, what is your philosophy when it comes to looking at people for as individuals and respecting to, you know, not give specific titles unless they give you permission to like, for example, on your Instagram, one thing that you put straight up off the bat is the him, the he, him. Yeah. Explain I mean, to me why that's important to have in your bio. I mean, that's important to me as an ally to non-binary folk, trans folks. I think that we need to normalize our pronouns and so and normalize presenting those pronouns so that when we come into foreign spaces, it's acceptable to say that so that people who don't identify within the binary um, can express themselves. So I think that's mm. what's important. And I think for me, I want to, I always want to show up and create safe spaces for people to, to be, be with me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So putting that out there allows, are you inviting people to have that conversation with you or is it just kind of something where do you get asked a lot why that's there? No, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think people ask me that much. I think it's more so just showing up as an ally and making sure that people who, um, who don't, who don't identify within the binary, that they, they also feel seen and they feel supported. And yeah. that's really how I want to show up. Right. And as a person who doesn't consciously think about that, what do you think, what are the don'ts that we should be, we should be, we can be aware of? So I think that's a new way of thinking. For example, I bought a children's book for my friend, right? And the children's book had a bunch of pronouns all over the whole thing. Uh -huh. And he, when he reads it to his daughter, he actually reads it, removing the pronouns. So it's a they. Oh. And, and the concept was explosive to me because I never want to, I never want to introduce or set a tone for, especially a child, you know, where uh, when you have such a young mind that can be sculpted to be so, so understanding and respectful about these things. I never thought about that, that you, you yourself could reread something and just open up the pronoun so that the child itself isn't stuck on, is it a little boy or is it a little girl, you know? So as an adult, you know, what are some of the things that you think we should be more conscientious of? Because we're not reading kids books and we're not changing the pronouns around, right? How but, can we? but, you know, we grew up in a completely, uh, completely different time and era. And we have been, oof, we've been like conditioned and learned a lot of different things within our, in our lives. So I think the biggest step is kind of unlearning it. And that means kind of like mm -hmm. a, doing the research. There's tons of like literature and books and I'm sure YouTube videos that kind of explain this sort of stuff. And sometimes it's actually like hard to, we're so conditioned to seeing the world as a, a as we want to see it or that we've been shown it. And so it's hard to deconstruct all of that. Um, but I think the best thing that you can do as an ally is just kind of do the research and do the, do the work and know that it's not going to happen overnight and that no one is like, Hey, no one's going to be perfect. I think even um, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be afraid to make, mistakes and but also mm. not be afraid to be corrected you know like open yourself up, open open yourself up to change like if you're going to make a mistake that's fine but then also be open to being corrected and then and then learning from that and not to hold like not to hold shame or regret with that but just or, accept it as a process and accept it that we're just kind of 
all on a journey of like a, a learning and unlearning, which I think unlearning is always harder than learning. Absolutely. I actually said recently that I felt like I started adulting when I started unlearning. Like I thought adulting was about paying your bills on time, getting to your dental appointments three times a year. But unlearning is really when you start to feel yourself begin to change and grow and evolve because like you just said, we've been conditioned and told so many things as a kid growing up that part of the process of like, wait, hold on, let me just, let me just put that on the back burner and just listen to what, what the world has grown to become and who individuals are. And then just let that be it instead of having to still box your new concept of who individuals are today and what the categories of people are and what categories of lifestyles people live. Yeah, I think also we have to recognize within ourselves, like beyond beyond gay, straight, female, male, non-binary, like I think we have to also recognize that we have learned, we have inherited a lot of, we love our parents and we are grateful for them, but we also have inherited a lot of, uh, I don't know, bad things, you know, like cycles of things that have happened in the past. And so we've inherited that and we've inherited a lot of traumas and a lot of things that we've taken from our parents. And sometimes we have to sit there and confront it and unlearn it, wash ourselves of it and move forward. And like, that's something that I know I've done, especially through therapy and through meditation. Like those are places that I confront all that and have had to like uh, grow my awareness and let go of it. And I'm still processing a lot of it. Yeah. And that's why I appreciate being able to talk to you today because being that as the first part of your bio, most fitness instructors I've seen, and there's nothing wrong with it, but they'll focus so much on the fitness itself and their journey will be about the before and after. Right. But you bring in a very much more lifestyle and individual individuality into it. That Mm -hmm. makes us see you. And because we, 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 love your passion for fitness, we also learn who you are as an individual and that becomes one of the same. And I, and I, and I really appreciate that about you. For me, I also like, I want to make, I want to make fitness fun and approachable. And I want people to feel comfortable in themselves, but also in scary, uncomfortable situations. So a lot of what I do is kind of make fun of myself and also make fun of the things that are going on around me so that if we can laugh at everything else, or we can even laugh at ourselves, ourselves, yeah. not taking everything so seriously. We're not, if like, if we're scared to death to even enter a space, we're not even going to try. So if you break down those barriers and you see it, as an ability to laugh at the situation or even laugh at your own fear, then you're going to kind of set that aside and move into those uncomfortable positions. Absolutely. Well said. And I am going to now (laughs) rebuild my habits because I feel now a new way to look at, I'm telling you, my habits are so, they're so, yo, they're so dank. They're, they're literally like, get up and do three reps, you know, uh, three reps of each of these. And I have a little chart that I write down to make sure I nail each body part. And it's so I'm tired of it. And so even for you now thinking about the small habits, having some fun with it, even today, like having a sense of humor with 
the chaos that can be out there, but that you have at least the control of what you can do and making those small steps show some type of progression and show that you can at least set yourself in a mental space that can be joyous for you. So Cody, thank you for reminding me all those great things. Um, Follow Cody Rigsby on Instagram and where else can we find or join you on your fitness journey or be able to get, whether a person has a Peloton or not, how can we follow you for some of some more of your anecdotes and your, and your fun ways of, of refiguring how to get motivated to work out. Yeah, of course. Follow me on Instagram at Cody Rigsby. And then anybody who hasn't tried Peloton, you can take workouts with me, the app you can download on your phone and it's free for two months, I believe right now. So join me, come work out with me, my amazing colleagues, there's tons of different workouts and hopefully you can find new habits and find joyous things to move your body with. Yes. Thank you. Let's get snatched together. Thank you so much for being with us, Cody. Thank you. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey.